Welcome to the Dirt Show, brought to you by Napa Auto Parts, and this is week three of June Ladies Month, and today I will be joined by super fan and longtime pit crew member Sharon West. We'll also hear from Mark Holt from the Nostalgia Dirt Series and Josh Oldenburg from the Bell Plain Napa Auto Parts store right after a few words from our sponsors. It's Speed the Sauce Man here, bringing you today's weather forecast. Okay, who am I kidding? It's always barbecue weather. Whether you're cooking on your smoker, grill, or inside your kitchen, there's a 100% chance of deliciousness when you use cookies, barbecue sauces, and seasoning. You can always count on our full line of cookies products to enhance meats, main dishes, and so much more. Get recipes and join our sauce squad at cookiesbbq.com. And remember, rain or shine, it's cookies barbecue time. Hey, Dirt Show listeners. Need some parts for race night? How about that classic project in your shop? Wish there was a specialty auto parts store nearby? Hot Rod Hardware in West Concord is your answer. Radiators, disc brake kits, steering columns, fuel injection systems, air conditioning systems, coil over shocks, and much more. From the street to the track, Hot Rod Hardware has everything to modernize your vehicle and improve its performance. See us at hotrodhardware.com or call 507-527-1020. Hot Rod Hardware. No robots, just real people. Napa know-how. While it may seem hard to believe, your dad could always use more tools. And your local Napa Auto Parts store has incredible deals for dad, like a Craftsman V20 cordless brushless half-inch drill driver kit for just $119. Plus, get a free 14-piece gold oxide drill bit set by mail with purchase. Napa has plenty more Craftsman and Milwaukee tool sets on sale through June 30th, too. Napa, a proud sponsor of The Dirt Show. At participating locations does not include taxes and fees. Advertised sale price may not be available in some states. When it comes to choosing your next industrial, commercial, residential, or ag electrician, choose Coles Electric, offering pole setting, directional boring, underground trenching, boom truck service, security systems, and much more. If you're a Steel Wasika co-op member, there are excellent incentives for installing a solar array with quick payback and years of reliable service. Planning, design completion, or emergency service, see ColesElectric.com or 507. 507- 451-1387. Let me tell you, friends, about our store. It's a great place we call Miners Outdoor. We sell tools to get the job done, and the rest of the store is just plain fun. Chainsaws, mowers, ATVs, our equipment makes your job a breeze. Our service is the best around. We mow the competition down. We fix tools that run on wheels. We even got parts for snowmobiles. You sow it, you grow it, we help you mow it, run it, or ride it. We provide it. Miners Outdoor. Major Tough. Highway 218 in Blooming Prairie. One of our brand new items, we're very excited to unleash our new 3D printed plastic trickery to our line. First part in that line is our new race receiver mounts. They're available for the Fusion or Element. You can tie strap them to a roll bar, or we have a flat mount that you can pop rivet to your interior tin or the side of your helmet, or you can Velcro it. One of the nice features of having it on your helmet, instead of being on your seatbelts or to a tube, is you can get out in a hurry and not have to worry about where your receiver is or being tied down to your belts or tied down to a tube. It's real nice to have it on the side of your helmet so you can get out of the car very fast. 
check us out online at weirsmachine.com. Thank you. Why should your business choose Foamcraft Packaging? It's vitally important that you select a partner in the packaging business that has capabilities to satisfy your everyday packaging needs with the versatility to take care of those projects that require specialized treatment. Foamcraft is large enough to tackle all your packaging requirements, yet small enough to provide individualized services to ensure quality products. Office and production positions currently available. See foamcraftpackaging.com or call them at 507-455-2893. If you're in need of a worry-free power lift door, then you'll want to stop and talk with Rod French. Make a statement with a PowerLift architectural door on your home or cabin. PowerLift doors can be retrofitted to fit an existing door opening or designed into your next commercial, agricultural, livestock, or aircraft hangar build. Stylish, functional, and built to last. PowerLift doors by French's Manufacturing are made locally in Dodge Center, Minnesota by their experienced craftsmen. Contact Kelly or Rod. PowerLift doors by French's Manufacturing. 374-9306. Welcome back to week three, June Ladies Month, and this week I am joined by Sharon West, and I am going to actually call this interview the Superfan Interview. Sharon, your life changed when you decided to marry a race fan and eventually a race driver. How and when did you and Harvey meet? We met on July 10th, 1958 in St. Paul. I was living with my aunt and uncle, and he lived across the alley from my aunt and uncle. So my aunt introduced us, and a few weeks later, we went on our first date, which I think was a race, because he was such a race fan. And I believe we went to a sprint car race at Twin City Speedway. So little did I know that I would be going to a lot of races (laughs) after that date. Harvey grew up in the Twin Cities, literally across the alley from you, and him and his dad went to the races. Thank goodness Harvey saved literally everything because going through his magazine room over the past few years, it is full of research material for the Dirt Show. We even found an original 1951-1952 Twin Cities Speedway program in Harvey's writing, In pencil, the time trials for Emery Collins and Gus Schrader. What a piece of history. Yes, he saved everything. He read continuously. He was a voracious reader and remembered everything because he would also write articles on racing. And he would use these magazines as his research material. At one time, we had 60 years' worth of sports car magazines, Oval Track Magazine, Sprint Car Magazines, you name it, and Harv saved them all so he could do his research work. That very first race at Twin City Speedway, do you remember much about the sprint cars, or were you too interested in your new boyfriend? <laughs> I was probably too interested in my new boyfriend. I was interested in racing. I have uh, had an older brother, two years older, and we always listened to the Indy 500 on the radio, and my brother was into cars. So I did have that in my background, but I hadn't been to that many races until I met Harv. Memories of the Minnesota State Fair, pre-1964 when it was still dirt. The crowds were enormous and the racing was awesome. That's where Harv and his mom and dad went to the races. And when he was seven years old, since that date, he wanted to race sprint cars. Well, he grew to be 6'3", 
So a sprint car was kind of out of the question, but he did want to race. But sprint cars were, of course, uh, our favorite. And when he was a kid, they used to have races every single day at the state fair. And he went to every single one. He would walk to them because he didn't live that far away from the track and would spend the time at the races. And when the state fair stopped having any kind of races at all, he wrote a letter to the Speed Sport News, and it got published in the letter to the editor column, Chris Economaki, because Harv was very upset when they stopped racing at the state fair. Post-1964, there was still some great racing to be seen at the Minnesota State Fair on asphalt, silver crown sprint cars, and you could also see Dick Trickle, Mark Martin, Rusty Wallace, and more. We saw them all. We didn't miss any of it all. I don't do heat and sun very well, but of course, you know, you always make exceptions for going to the races. And we went to everyone. In those days, we'd walk up to the fair and had a great time watching those cars because the dirt was really great, but then the asphalt is also good to watch. And again, the sprint cars are my favorite. The sprint cars and the midgets are my favorite, so that's what I usually go and watch. You and Harvey also made many trips to Raceway Park and Elko Speedway in the 60s, 70s, and 80s to see some of the legendary races and also some of the midget races there. Yes, we did, and that is where we got Mark Martin's autograph on a couple of hats and some things like that. Elko was a fun track, a neat track to watch, and... Harv also had his race car on display up there one year, but saw some great racing at Elko, and yeah, Trickle and some of those guys were a lot of fun to watch. When did you make the move to Oatana, and how long did it take Harvey to figure out there was a half-mile dirt track only a few blocks from your house? I had lived here before, but Harv got a job at OTC, so we moved to Oatana in July of 1961. And he knew about that track because he had come down and watched some races at the Steele County Fairgrounds. It was that really neat track. So he knew about the track. And, of course, he spent many hours. We did, and then he did also. He would watch practically anything race except horses. (laughs) He said horses went out with Jesse James, so he was not a fan of that. But as long as it had a number of horses under the hood, he was happy with it. Memories of going to the races at Oatana, because I have fond memories of me and Harvey taking people's tickets under the grandstand and you and Shelley in the ticket booth, but you went for a lot of years. Yes, yes, we did. Even when I was a kid here, I may have gone, but not very often. But then when we moved down here as husband and wife, we didn't miss them. The Go for 50 was here, and we would go to that, and we would go to, oh, heck, when I was a kid... We used to go, and uh, Joy Chitwood was at the fair. And when they did have the sprint cars, yes, I did go. And I went with the with the others. I kind of drew the line, as Harv did too, at the demolition derbies. It was not our favorite thing to see. Your very first trip to Indy, what do you remember the most? Hotter than Hades. Oh, it was hot. It was in late 60s, early 70s. We went four times. And one of the trips was when uh, A.J. Foyt won his fourth time there and had to drive through that big wreck on corner four at the end of the race. And, of course, I'm a huge A.J. Foyt fan. And when I saw all the 
smoke and the rubber burn and everything like that. At turn four, I thought, oh, my word, where's my main man, AJ? And here he comes, driving through all the mess, and he won his fourth Indy 500. But the very first time we went, we were across from Gasoline Alley. We were on the main street. And there's so much pomp and circumstance, and I get myself so excited that when they came down and threw the green flag, of course, everyone is standing up, and it's hot, humid, wall-to-wall, shoulder-to-shoulder people. I just about passed out. (laughs) I had to sit down in my seat because I got myself so excited. And I still, watching it on TV, I get excited. I think some of it is I'm anxious. I want the race to be safe. They've had some terrible accidents there. One year we went, and it was the year that the pace car got off of the track and then did not slow down at the end and ran into the photographer's uh, stand. Remember that? But it's the pomp and circumstance and the smell of the rubber and the oil, and which to me, I could put it for perfume behind my ears. <laughs> I love it. That reminds me of our trip to the Indy 500 a few years ago. I think there were 15 of us, and wow, we had a great time. And that's what sticks in my mind, is the whole spectacle, the music, the flyover, the celebrities, everything that happens before that green flag drops, you're almost exhausted. <laughs> right. I Yeah, and I think I was. When we went, this group of 15, which I was so happy that I was included in that group, we had... Johnny Parsons the third, who lives in town here, was with us, and so kind of got some behind-the-scenes look at the 500. That was a lot of fun to see that, met his dad, so that was fun. But again, it's way too hot. I'm just as happy watching it at home on TV where it's air-conditioned. Talk a little more about Supertex, A.J. Foyt. You got to see him more than just at the Indy 500, and what an incredible driver. We saw him because we went all over the country. Every time in Arizona, we went to Manzanita, and of course, those are midgets. But we saw in uh, Pennsylvania, we went to a number of tracks there. We went to, I can't tell you how many in Indiana, and watched those guys drive. And to me, those are the best cars. Granted, they weren't the safest. Too many people had bad experiences, but I love the old probably, I'm going to say the 50s and 60s. They used to call the big cars. Those are my favorite. I love watching those. And yeah, we watched all those guys race because we would plan vacations and they were all planned. Every single one was planned around a racetrack or racetracks. So never missed a race. Back then, Carburetor Day was a huge deal, the last chance to make the field. It's sad to say there are barely enough cars to fill the field today. I know. I think this year they're taking all 33 cars. They're not even having uh, – it's a real shame because it's all that excitement of the the Carburetor Days, the, uh, the qualifyings. I watch the qualifyings on TV now, but it's that kind of excitement. Who's going to make it? Who's not going to make it? And even at home, sitting, watching TV, I sit on the edge of my seat because I want want some certain driver to make it. And, well, you just hope that they do. Donnybrook. Many of the young fans will go, Donnybrook, what is that? 
Where was Donnybrook located, and what was it like to see the Can-Am cars of Jim Hall and Bruce McLaren and the Trans-Am cars of Mark Donahue and Parnelli Jones roar around that speedway? Donnybrook is in Brainerd, Minnesota. It used to be a four-mile track. It had a mile straightaway. To watch those Can-Am cars and those big cars like that go, the sound was wonderful. Not quite the sound of the, the old Formula One cars, but I tell you, there's nothing like that sound of those uh, big bore engines and these guys that really know what they're doing go around that track. The track, I think, used to have 12 or 14 corners. It now has 12 because they have rearranged it. They've taken out the mile straightaway, which was our favorite. But, yeah, we would watch those guys, and then uh, Paul Newman also raced there in the well, I think the track opened, I believe, in 68, something like that. And we were at, of course, all of the road racing up there. And at one time, we were in the media center at Donnybrook, as it was called at that time. Now it's Brainerd International Raceway. And this fellow comes walking towards me and asks me where the grid sheets are posted. And it was Paul Newman. And, of course... I'm going ub, ub, ub. So that was kind of neat to uh, have had a, a very short talk with Paul Newman. But he, he was a good racer. And when he was at a racetrack, he only talked racing. You never came up to him. You did not ask for autographs. You did not talk about acting. He was a race car driver. And so it was fun watching him. And... Uh, the Can-Ams and I think what they call Formula 500s or something like that, those big bore guys go through that track was fantastic. Was Mark Donahue the reason behind you and Harvey owning some ultra-rare AMC muscle cars like your SC360 Hornet or your AMX? I don't know if he was or not because I think he started racing his AMC... After we got our AMX, but I'm not certain on that. But, yeah, well, because it was road racing, we were very interested in it. And we would watch Mark race. He yeah, he raced at Brainerd. We watched him there. We watched him at Road America also, a lot of these same drivers. But, no, the we got the AMX in 1970, and I don't remember when Donahue started racing. But they raced javelins, and we had the AMX. But it, it was always red, white, and blue. And so we watched that car closely. You and Harvey were also huge Formula One fans and went to some famous tracks to see these legends. What was the most memorable? Well, I have to say, let's see, we went to Watkins Glen a few times. We went, uh, I believe, three times to Indy and watched them there. And we went once to the French Grand Prix. Probably the French Grand Prix might be the most memorable in a strange way because you couldn't understand anything. So fortunately, you know, we knew the the cars and the drivers, and that was in 1975 that we went to the uh, Paul Ricard track in France. But I say, um, other than that one, the uh, first race at Watkins Glen. I remember we went through the paddock, and they had like a walkway that you could walk and look down into the paddock where the cars were being worked on. And it cost 
10 cents to buy a ticket so you could do that and then you could watch it's like the garage areas look down in the garage areas at all the cars and so that's kind of memorable because times have changed when did you and harvey start scca racing and what was the first car and first division you raced in okay he started scca which is sports car club of america he raced for 30 years, and his last race was in 2007, so it must have been uh, 77. Our first car was a Capri. It was uh, showroom stock B, SSB. Oh, I should go back because he had to take two driver schools, and our first driver school that he took was in Mossport, Canada, because in those days you had to go through two schools in order to get your uh, regional license. And then you had to race regionals to get a national license. So we went to Mossport and we went to Road America to do the driver school. And then he started racing uh, that same weekend that he passed his second driver school. We started racing and it was a, uh, a Capri. You and Harvey also did ice racing with Bill Collins and his group. That was an interesting group that took you all over the country, including Canada. Oh, my word. Ice racing is a whole different ballgame. I kind of think their little, you know, their elevator doesn't go all the way to the top sometimes. But it's cold. These guys and gals, uh, if something happens to the car, they're laying on their backs under these cars. The only thing warm is the, the heat from the engine. They're just freezing to death. And I'm thinking, boy, let me know when I'm having a good time. But what was interesting is the race car, Harv had a number of ice racers, ice racing cars. I think his last one might have been an MG, which started out as a with a top on, but his racing buddy, the, the two guys raced together, rolled it in the snow and ice, and so they just cut the top off. And why not drive a convertible in the wintertime? Makes a lot of sense to me. And what they would do is they just turn the heater up. They were uh, sweat. They would just... In fact, in uh, Winnipeg, at one of the races, Harv got frostbite under the strap of his helmet because it was uh, he was sweating, and uh, you know the condensation was right there, so that strap was all frostbite. But it was fun for him, and that's where I learned how to time. So I sat in the bus, and I would uh, time the cars, a number of them at a time. We would do that because the bus was warm, heated, so I was okay with that. But, uh, yeah, they, we raced, uh, basically it was Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Canada. In the early days, you slept in the box of a pickup truck <laughs> underneath a sheet of plywood. <laughs> that was our very first runoffs. We didn't realize that we were in the running for the runoffs. And it was the last race uh, for, of the season in Brainerd, and the friend of ours that lived in Michigan said, gee, Harv, you've got enough points to go to the runoffs. Oh, what's that? So there's no rooms. Uh, it's, it's a huge national event. It's it's our kind of like our World Series of uh, sports cars racing. And so we got a piece of plywood and put it in the back of the truck because we had a little topper on the truck. And we slept on the plywood. So we had... I don't know, maybe, what, 10-inch clearance to climb in, and we kept some of our tools and things like that under that plywood. Yeah, we spent a little over a week in that with 
accommodations that were rather rustic, shall we say. But it was uh, it was fun because a we were at the races, and I that's the happiest place for me. And we were at the race track, and that was wonderful. The only bad part about that weekend or that week was uh, the night before our race. They had a big dinner get together in Gainesville because it was in Road Atlanta. So everybody goes to this dinner. And at that time, someone's, we don't know who, decided that that would be a good time to steal tools, steal whatever happened to be laying out. And they took all of our tools, except one small toolbox, and they took the guy next to us, they took a bunch of his stuff, because the next morning he came over and asked if we had it. And we said, no, we don't. He said, well, he says, it's missing. So then I went and looked for our tools, and they were all gone. But I couldn't tell Harv because this was his, he was going out to race, and you sure as heck don't want to have anything else on your mind but the track. So it wasn't until after he came in after his race that I told him that somebody had taken all our tools, and they were mainly a lot of OTC tools, which meant a lot to him. So uh, that was kind of the uh, the downer for the week. But we had good uh, good times racing. A race trip was a huge undertaking. You both had full-time jobs, yet I'd see the camper and trailer sitting for days in advance in front of your house, getting all the needed supplies loaded to make the trip. Yeah, I would load up the, the camper part of it. He would take care of the enclosed trailer, and, and uh, we started out with an open trailer, graduated to an enclosed trailer, and in that trailer we had everything to make that race car run. Neither of us of us were great in the mechanical area, but we could both do something. But we had the parts. So that trailer was filled with the race car, the tires, parts, everything like that. So we were pretty much known as the parts people. If somebody broke or even needed tires, Harv was so good about saying, hey, come on over. I think I've got it in my trailer. You can have it. He never charged anybody for anything. He would just give them uh, whatever parts they would need. And then if we had problems, us not being mechanical, some of those people would come and help us with the mechanical needs. We even gave a fella, we had an extra set of rain tires one weekend, and he didn't have any rain tires, and he was a competitor of ours, and Harv gave him the rain tires to use for that race, and he outran us. He, he, <laughs> he, he beat us on the track. But Harv said, I'd rather get beat on the track than have a, a competitor sitting on the sidelines. You were also very hands-on at the track. What were your duties on the race car? My duties were, if we needed to change tires... I helped change tires, tire pressures, uh, I had to torque the, the wheels, I asked the, the questions like, did you do this, have you done this, have you checked the fluids, all that sort of thing, I would ask those questions of him. And what was really interesting was when you're just about to go out and it starts to rain and you've got four tires to change and Mustang tires are not light, but we would get those changed because it was just, at most races it was just he and I. At the bigger races, uh, we'd have other pe- another person come and help us. But yeah, well, and and then uh, and I I owned the car, so 
I think that was probably it. And I timed. I went into the pits and I, I timed his car and I timed probably about three other cars in his class so we could knew where we stood in the class. Sharon, you have seen some of the greatest tracks and the greatest racing this country has to offer. Daytona, Indy, Watkins Glen, Manzanita, Kokomo, IRP, and the Little 500 at Anderson. Is there one that stands out? Oh, no, there's a tough one. Because we've got sports car racing, which is lefts and rights, and then we have the oval track. I am going to say, for me, Manzanita was one of the neatest tracks. It was a dirt track, midgets. I think that was probably that one and Watkins Glen. Well, Elkhart Lake is is our all-time favorite. That's the most beautiful race course in the United States. You can talk to most even professional drivers, the the big boys, because they run NASCAR at uh, Elkhart Lake, Road America, and IndyCars run there, and we've run there. Elkhart Lake is just beautiful. So maybe I have to de- maybe I have to decide on that one. Me and Johnny drove to Milwaukee to see you accept the SCCA award for Harvey. What a special day that was. Oh, yeah, that was really nice. They uh they inducted Harv into the uh, Central Division Hall of Fame posthumously and it was so neat that I that you guys were there to be at the table. It was a real honor for me to uh, accept that. Harv was very well known. We raced all over the country and he was well known because he was such a, just a nice guy, a generous guy, would do anything for the racers. And when he raced, that was all he thought about on the the track was uh, don't screw up and try not to get in the way of your fellow racers or hit them for that matter just race hard so uh, that evening was just a very special evening for me you are also still heavily involved with the scca and travel almost every weekend in the summer yes i go to brainerd bir i go to road america and i go to a a, uh, track called blackhawk farms in uh, northern illinois those are the three main ones I go to. I work registration, and when registration is over, then I will go to various corners of these tracks and watch them because it's just in my blood. And then we have the national runoffs are at various tracks all over the country, and I also will work registration at some of those tracks and then uh, watch the races. Uh, the main race, Harv was in American Sedan a class, and so I am uh, I follow the American Sedan guys. Uh, and uh, the fellow that built our race car is Andy McDermott from Michigan. He's an eight-time national champion, so it's fun to watch him race. Memorial Day is the Harvey West Memorial Race at Brainerd International Speedway every year. That is a very special day. And Harvey even has his own turn named after him. Corner 12 is West Bend, and they named that when they redid the, the track. So I usually, when I get through with registration, 
Memorial Day weekend, I go to Corner 12 and I sit there and I watch. It's probably one of the uh, most active corners. It has uh, a lot of interesting things happen at that corner, so it's a fun one to watch. On a recent Mediterranean cruise a few years ago, you were the only passenger to get off the ship and take the Formula One track tour at Monaco. Well, there were some others on the bus, but I was the only one that knew anything about Formula One racing and knew that part of Monaco. And fortunately, the guide on the bus, she was a a guide for the Formula One races when people would come to visit. So I talked to her. The bus stopped on uh, the number one grid spot, and so that was fun. And then they also stopped at a portion of the city where you can look down on the track, and I could visualize parts of the track and was at the casino where they go past, and that was a real highlight. That was a highlight of the whole trip. I didn't really care too much else about it, and that's the only reason I signed up for that trip was because it went to Monaco. I would love to go to a uh, Formula One race there, but uh, better get there quick because they're talking about canceling Monaco. But I won't get there. But Monaco is a fantastic spot. Now I know that track backwards and forwards because I watch that. That's uh, Memorial Day weekend also. So you have Monaco Grand Prix in the morning, and you got the Indy 500 at noontime, and then you have the World 600, it used to be called. I don't know if it still is. Uh, So it's a heavy day in front of the television set. If you were a few years younger... I know you'd be helping Johnny down in the pits on his sprint car. You've told me many times, oh, I'd love to be down there. But you're still able to help him out. Well, yes, I am. I uh, I love watching Johnny race. And if, you know, I like to be in the pits. When I watch races, I like to be able to see the pit action and, yeah, I've told him if I was a few years younger and in my body in much better shape, I would be in the pit area helping him with his car. It breaks my heart not to be able to because that's that's where I want to be. We also still get to enjoy a good sprint car race when our schedules actually line up. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Uh, it seems like every weekend uh, I've got races and, and Johnny will have a race and uh, it's uh, sports car racing races uh, in rain, snow, sleet, hail, doesn't matter what it is. And so I always know that that's always going to happen. Johnny sometimes will get rained out, and that's always a tough deal. But uh, if when I'm here and if I'm able to get to his races, that makes for a good weekend for me. Harvey has ended every single dirt show since day one. I wish he could have made it to hear one. I do, too. I remember the day that you came to talk to him about making that ending for your show. You talked with him, I believe it was probably about two, two and a half weeks before he passed away. He made that tape or however you did it. And so every dirt show I listen to and I get to hear his voice at the end of every show and I just stop and sit and listen to what he has to say. I have it pretty much memorized. (laughs) But it's just great hearing his voice 
and that's been for 14, well, for a little 14 years. Sharon, thanks for all the memories. I knew this was going to be an incredible interview. It just literally gives me goosebumps hearing you talk about all your incredible adventures, and it's amazing where love can take you. It really is. I mean, racing is, I, I, I'll only stop when I no longer can drive myself because I, I, I do drive myself to all the races, to the sports car races. So when that happens, then I don't know what I'll do. But uh, racing is just in my blood, the smell, the people. The people are what, what make it. And uh, I just in, enjoy it so much. Well, we'll be getting you to the races until you say no. And thank you for being with us. Okay, thanks a lot, Kane. Galloping through a sea of yellow, slashing, spraying, cutting. Can't keep this up much longer. Hey, wake up. You're dreaming about our dandelion problem again. Huh, what? Just call Wolf and Sons, and they'll take care of our dandelion problem. 455-3524. 455-3524. Wolf and Sons, the Dandelion Assassins. Yeah. Aero Race Wheels was established on the conviction that its dedicated staff could provide higher quality wheels designed specifically to endure the tough requirements and conditions of the racing industry. Most importantly, the wheels need to be manufactured and sold, maintaining an affordable price structure. Aero Racing Wheels has become the largest premier steel wheel supplier, and their product line speaks for itself. Upgrade your racing game today at aeroracewheels.com. Get more muscle for your money with Dixie Chopper Lawn Mowers. We've been handcrafting the toughest and fastest zero-turn mowers for over 40 years. Dixie Chopper offers a full line of residential, commercial, and industrial mowers to meet every customer's needs. Visit your local Dixie Chopper dealer today or visit online at DixieChopper.com. Winning drivers rely on VP Racing Fuels to optimize performance. Now get the same benefit with VP Mattitives, offering race fuel technology for your daily driver. Increase fuel mileage and restore power to your streetcar with VP's Fuel System Cleaner. Or give your race car a boost with VP's Octanium, improving your fuel's octane by up to eight numbers and giving you the throttle response your performance car was built to deliver. That's VP Mattitives, available at your local AutoZone store or at VPRacingFuels.com. You've just had an accident. That's where Bob and his staff at Midwest Collision and Fairbow stand out above the rest. Fast, friendly, and knowledgeable advice from the time you step inside their door. One look at their state-of-the-art facility, paint oven, and computer paint matching capabilities, and you'll know you came to the right place. Next time you need collision repair, think Midwest Collision. Located at Highway 60 east of Fairboat, or call 332-2434. Remember, you bend them, we mend them. Do you know what many top race car teams use for small radiator leaks? It's Justice Brothers Radiator Stop Leak. Effective insurance that keeps them in the middle of competition. Proven under the toughest racing conditions. And it works the same way in your car. Justice Brothers Radiator Stop Leak stops leaks in radiators and blocks sealing the leak while you drive. And it won't clog the cooling system. It mixes with all antifreeze and coolant. Take the advice of top race teams. Use Justice Brothers Radiator Stop Leak. See our display at Runnings. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit is going to be our track tribute to Ascot Speedway and will run from May through September this year. Our track tribute to Ascot Speedway will feature eight of the historically significant race cars that raced during Ascot's heydays of dirt track racing on both the big half-mile track and Ascot's quarter-mile track. 
Also, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum will feature several racing videos and interviews that took place when Ascot was still in existence, with many of our National Sprint Car Hall of Fame inductees from California and the history of their careers shaped at Ascot Speedway. You can expect to see and learn more about these drivers' accomplishments and Hall of Fame careers at the track tribute to Ascot Speedway this May through September at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. So if you're a West Coast slide em in Sprint Car fan, you won't want to miss our track tribute to Ascot Speedway this May through September at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. Fast Shaft Drive Shafts is the number one carbon fiber, steel, chrome molly, and aluminum drive shaft builder for over 90% of the major modified chassis builders. Now, under new ownership, the mission will not change. Providing drive shafts, drive shaft repair, 9 inch forward center sections, slip yokes, rear end yokes, ring and pinions, bearings, spools, gears, shim kits, and more to racers everywhere. Call Fast Shaft today. Made by racers for racers. 800 622 6617. Welcome back here on the Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure today to talk to Mark Holt from the Nostalgia Dirt Series and Mark. Let's open up talking about the upcoming Nostalgia Dirt Nationals, June 25th and 26th at the Kasuth County Speedway in Algona, Iowa. June 25th is going to be jam-packed from morning to night with a swap meet, an afternoon car show, and you're going to end that with some great music and bench racing to end the day. It's going to be an exciting time. The Nostalgia Dirt Series Nationals at the Cassius County Speedway in Algona, Iowa. Ron Reefer and Scott Schultz and Edgar Meyer, them guys have been so amazing, welcoming just what they do for racing in general. They have just welcomed Nostalgia Dirt Series with open arms in helping us keep racing history alive. Saturday, June 25th, of course, the museum will be open on Saturday. I'm holding a swap meet, opening the gates up there at 7 a.m. for the vendors that want to come in and set up their booths. We'll have inside and outside swap meets. We're offering an 8x10 space for $45 per space. We're also offering a car corral, a race car, a nostalgia car, even a street car. We're doing a car corral for $20 per car. The swap meet will actually be going on from 9 a.m. to around 3.30 p.m., and then while that's happening, we will be having open track time from 11 to 4 on the racetrack on Saturday. And that will be free grandstands. People will be able to come and see what they're going to be looking at for the races on Sunday. And then things really kick off around 5 p.m. We've got Brian Manchester, our DJ. He's going to be playing 50s, 60s, and 70s music We're at the beer garden on the fairgrounds there. We're going to have the beer garden open. Not just beer, but I don't drink beer myself. So Ron and them guys said that they were going to have pop and, and different kinds of stuff at the beer garden. Also, we're going to have a food vendor there, Birding Concessions. They're going to have snow cones and cotton candy, tenderloins, walking tacos, just all kinds of good food, good music, and fellowship. There's some racers out there that still have their race cars, but not really interested in racing them anymore and stuff like that. And we're just going to have a car show, all nostalgic cars. So we're going to have a spot by the music where you can come and display your car at the car show. I know we have some 1920s non-cage sprint cars coming, wire wheels. They're going to be going around the track. They're also going to be at the car show. 
like you said, we're going to just do some fellowship and bench racing and get to know each other. And we're also offering camping there, plug-in sites, and there's plenty of camping. If we don't get rain, we'll, we'll have a blast. And if we do get rain, we'll have a blast. Sunday, June 26th is race day. What can fans expect to see from the grandstand? And when does everything get started? The pits are going to open up at 9 a.m. for the drivers to come in and get their cars out and their tires and all the setup and that kind of stuff. Pit meeting at 10.30, and then races will start at 11.30. The fans can expect to see we are opening this up to any nostalgia race car. So nostalgia late models, nostalgia modified, full-body stock cars, coupes, six-cylinders, V6s. If it's a nostalgia car, it's welcome. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one in this area that's doing that kind of stuff. So people are going to be able to see and hear about and understand and learn about all kinds of different vintage dirt track race cars. And then we're also going to do a couple tributes. And we're going to be doing a tribute to veterans. We like to honor history. That's a big thing with Nostalgia Dirt Series is keeping racing history alive and honoring people. And we're going to be doing a tribute to the Pringle family, Marty Pringle and Monty Pringle. They'll be on hand there. And I got this vision many, many years ago. There's a family called the Gustafson family. And Ron Gustafson is passed away now. Ron had the uh, Vintage Racing Reunion in Webster City, Iowa, many years ago. And they used to have about 200 cars show up. And the Gustafson family is very, very important to me. They're the ones that inspired me to do the Nostalgia Dirt Series. The Gustafsons will be on hand, and we're going to be doing a tribute to Ron and the Gustafson family. Well, I know we are going to be there. Looking forward to it, and I'm sure we're going to see some of our fellow IMCA Old Timer Club members from Minnesota down there racing with you both days. What's the best way to find out more about Nostalgia Dirt Series and also about the upcoming Nostalgia Nationals? You bet. There's several ways. Probably the easiest way is go to NostalgiaDirtSeries.com to our website. There's a lot of good information on there. You can also email me at the number two, then MarkHolt at gmail.com. Those are the two best ways to uh, find out what's going on and schedules and that kind of stuff. Mark, thank you for being with us and can't wait to see you down at the Nostalgia Dirt Nationals at Algona on June 25th and 26th. It's going to be awesome. Well, again, it was an honor to be on your show, and I just want to thank you for all you do for racing and, you know, just all kinds of racing. It's very important to a lot of people. There's just a lot of history and a lot of memories that go along with racing, and it's people like you that help keep that going. We really appreciate you from Nostalgia Dirt Series. We both have the same passion, and it shows. Yes, sir. Medieval Chassis has been the leader in better engineered stock cars and modifieds for almost two decades. They are now going to become the center of all things mod light in the Midwest. Medieval Chassis will be the go-to shop for all parts in store, online, or by phone for this up-and-coming cost-conscious racing class. Summer 2022, Medieval Chassis will have their mod light platform in action. Kicking off the new Endeavor Medieval Chassis and Cow's Big Deals will be auctioning off a 2023 mod light roller valued at $12,000 in October. Watch Facebook and see MedievalChassis.com for more details whether you're running for the checkered flag blasting down the strip or cruising in the boulevard you want crisp flat response and reliable horsepower 
Buyer's Engine Service offers a full machine shop that can completely machine and rebuild your tractor, race car, or streetcar engine and put some life under your hood. No gimmicks, just horsepower. See buyersengine.com or call 507-282-5586. Why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. Extreme Powder Coatings offer a scientific process that uses heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme Powder Coatings can deliver multimedia blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and super-durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. Whether you're at the work site or the trailhead, you need an ATV that goes above and beyond the expected. With the power and performance to work harder, technology to make every job easier, and a time-tested promise of quality and dependability. When duty calls, you need the 2022 Honda 4Trax lineup. Available now at Trimble Cycle Center in Austin. Then you'll learn how life is better on a Honda ATV. For riders 16 years and older, Honda recommends that ATV riders take a training course and read the owner's manual thoroughly. Trimble Cycle Center in Austin. Austin, USA's second oldest Honda dealer. When one of your appliances breaks down, you need help, and you need it fast. Contact Sorensen's Appliance Service. They service the entire Cows listing area. Their employees live in our community and sponsor area racers and softball teams. Sorensen's Appliance Service. People you know that will get your appliances serviced with trained technicians. Contact them today, 256-7766. That's 256 77 66. Shevland Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal and trash pickup services at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Shevland Enterprises also specializes in roll-offs and dumpster. Contact Chris and his staff today for small town service at a small town price. 528-9900. That's 528-9900. Bulldog Coatings specialize in concrete coatings as well as concrete restoration repair. Hi, I'm Todd with Bulldog Coatings. Our coating systems provide a durable finished floor that is both easy to maintain and adds value to your home. The unique patented Bulldog Coatings are not limited to just garage floors. They can be used for interior flooring as well as pool deck, patio, and sidewalk applications. Our systems can be installed in as little as one day and year-round. We are a locally owned family business ready to serve southern Minnesota. Visit us on Facebook or call us for a free estimate. 837-9773. Let Bulldog protect your floor. Welcome back to our special segment here on The Dirt Show. And today I am joined by Josh Oldenburg, owner of the River Valley Napa Auto Parts Store in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. And Josh, the more we get to talk to the local Napa store owners throughout The Dirt Show listening area, what we find out is all about community, supporting the communities they live in and One of the cool events coming up that you're involved in that just sounds delicious is July 15th, Barbecue Days in Belle Plaine, and you're sponsoring the car show. That is correct. We really like helping out classic cars, hot rods, race cars, anything like that's fun to do. And it's amazing anybody that's had a chance to dig through some of your inventory. You carry a lot of vintage stuff. There's not many places where you can go and buy an entire gasket set for a 1948 flathead, but you can at Napa. (laughs) 
that is correct. Yeah, we like to try to kind of focus on a lot of the collector stuff. We do a lot of race car stuff locally here in town, so we try to keep as much of that stuff that we know is popular with the local racers and hot rod guys as we can. Another huge event you're involved in is the Scott County Fair Demolition Derby on Saturday night, July 30th. And the more you get to know these derby guys, they are serious about what they do. Oh, yes, that is for sure. I did it for a lot of years myself. I have a lot of very good friends, a lot of people I've met, great people. Super fun thing to do. We have a super good time doing that every year. Super fun thing to do, but you probably got a couple aches and pains from it. Oh, that is, yeah, more than a few times I've had a few, had my ball rung a little bit, but it's, it's worth it. It's fun. Tomorrow is Father's Day, and I guarantee somebody's going to hear us mention that on the air today and go, uh-oh. Forget about dad tomorrow. Napa is the perfect place to go. You want to get him a Carlisle tool set, he would be very happy with that. Or get him a gift certificate so he can come in and shop himself. You've got a lot of great ideas for dad. Oh, exactly. We have tools, parts, and gift certificates like you talked about. There's tons of different things that we got that would be great for Father's Day. The River Valley Napa Auto Parts store in Belle Plaine looks like a beautiful-looking store. Where are you located in Belle Plaine, and where can people find you when they're traveling through? We're right on Main Street, right across from the Quick Trip, right on the main intersection. Very easy to find. You can also find us on Facebook and at NapaOnline.com. If you're traveling through, your car's overheating, you burn out a wheel bearing on your boat trailer, or you forgot something at home, your local Napa store is a place to stop. That is correct. Josh, thanks for all you do, sponsoring local events in the Bell Plain area, and thank you very much for being with us here on the Dirt Show today. All right, and thank you. At Land Pros, our team of brokers and auctioneers specialize in farmland sales, live land auctions, and online land auctions across the Midwest with total sales of 190,000 acres. At Land Pros, you get a team of land professionals going to work for you. We pride ourselves on providing local service and knowledge with national marketing and results. If you're thinking of buying or selling, contact Land Pros agent JJ Wise at 641 420 SELL or go to Land Pros. That's L-A-N-D-P-R-O-Z dot com. Partnering with hog and cattle producers throughout the United States, Altenburg Construction has almost 30 years of experience in the slat replacement business. Altenburg Construction also uses a custom wash bay to ensure biosecurity to protect your herd. Whether you need an entire site or a single slat, call the professionals at Altenburg Construction at 888-435-2210 or see altenburgconstruction.com. The USAC Nationals return to Houston Speedway July 8th through the 10th. Fans leaving last year's race said best race of the year and one race you can't miss. Don't miss your chance to see the top USAC midget and 410 non-wing sprint car drivers in the country. Tickets, three-day packages, and camping on sale now at usacnationals.com. Follow at USAC Nationals on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates. See you at Brandon, South Dakota, July 8th through the 10th for the 2022 USAC Nationals. Toner's Lake Karting Facility offers dirt oval karting at its finest. Hot laps start at noon on Sundays, followed by great kart racing from rookie 
keys to pros. Admission is always free, and pit passes are only five bucks. Come out and enjoy some exciting, safe, and fair kart racing at a well-organized facility. Toner's Lake Karting, located northwest of Wasika in a beautiful rural setting next to Toner's Lake. See tonerslakekarting.org for more details. Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.